0: attention architects, and creative minds. Get ready to supercharge your brand with Build Your Brand, the podcast that's unlocking the secrets of branding success for creatives. Hey there, it's Mark Arlapage, founder of Entree Architect, and I'm inviting you to join my friend, architect marketing expert, Jeff Eccles, at Build Your Brand Podcast, where he explores the captivating stories of the world's top brands and transforms their lessons into powerful moves for small firm architects and creatives like you. In season one, Jeff shares the thrilling tale of Southwest Airlines, where he dissects their journey to the summit and distills it into strategies tailor-made for you.
1: It's important to keep in mind that companies like Southwest compete in the real world, just like you, and face real-world challenges, just like you. You might be surprised at how similar those challenges are to the struggles that you grapple with on a day-to-day basis.
0: Don't miss out on your blueprint for success. Subscribe, tune in, and let's build your brand together.
1: Context and Clarity has been called a community-based, pro-practice masterclass for architects. It's awfully high praise, but since we began this journey back in April of 2020, we've certainly grown into a community of small firm architects, all focused on what matters most to their success. And by the way, it doesn't matter if you're the employee of a firm that's dreaming of going out on your own, or you've owned your own firm for 26 years. There's something here for everyone. And that's where you come in. Thanks for listening and welcome to the Context and Clarity Podcast. Every week, we have a conversation with an expert or a thought leader on things that matter most to the success of architects just like you. Then we go backstage with someone from our community and we talk about what we learned, what our biggest takeaways were, and how we're going to apply what we heard to our own businesses. In this episode, we talked to Ken Spanky Moskowitz, He's the founder and the CEO of Ad Zombies, and he's the author of Jab Till It Hurts, how following Gary Vaynerchuk's advice helped me build a seven-figure brand. Before we went live, I didn't know what to call him. I guess I get nervous when someone has a nickname, especially one like Spanky that's inserted into their byline. Luckily, during the conversation, Ken told us the story of where the nickname came from and why he stuck with it. Beyond that, though, this is a conversation that I had been looking forward to for quite a while, because I've been a fan of Gary Vaynerchuk's for quite a while, and I think Jab, 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 Right Hook is a great business philosophy, let alone a great book. Maybe it's just me, but there's just something very meta about a guy writing a book, about reading a book, and putting the lessons of that book into action then talking about the results of that action and writing a book about how you too can put the lessons of the other book into action. Anyway, listen in and judge for yourself. For this episode, Chris Novelli joins my co-host Catherine McPhail backstage because I did our live conversation from the Atlanta airport and then jumped on a flight home. Chris is an architect and the founder of N3 Architecture in Hopedale, Massachusetts. And he's the host of both the Empty Lots podcast and the Home Design Academy podcast. Since I missed it, I'm curious to hear what their takeaways were. So let's go backstage and listen in together as Catherine and Chris talk about our conversation with Ken Spanky Moskowitz.
2: I knew it was an, an inspirational to me, our conversation, but we wanted to know what our audience felt. So we have invited Chris Novelli to join us today. So, Chris, welcome backstage. Thank you, Catherine, for having me. What do you think of Spanky? I think that
3: was that was a really nice conversation that we had uh, that positive. you had with them. Yeah, yeah, very positive. guy.
2: The book ended up being full of really great stories and just like basically just this examination of this nice person who tries to help people and that's the bottom line that's what he d- seems to do just for his yeah. own sake you know
3: yeah and i i really re- that really came across too he's always talking about looking for ways that he can help
2: and mm-hmm. and methods he can help
3: uh and and different places he can help so that that was yeah, it was really good really nice
2: yeah and we talked about the question that i had about um that we talked about this morning at clubhouse as well about when when should we be giving away information and when should we ask to be paid for the information? So I think you pretty much answered that.
4: So, so let's just apply it strictly to the architecture space, right? You know, for you guys, it's being in, in an online community with other architects and, and oftentimes there may be a junior architect or someone who's just coming up, who's learning the ropes and mentoring them and helping them along the way. That's the kind of jab that really brings value to the world and to your to your community, right? To your industry. And so helping them evolve and grow, not necessarily the clients, right? The clients are, they, they already know they need an architect, they want an architect and they have decided you're the architect, right? Or they wanna get a bid from you on something. You're not gonna give away those services for free, but helping those in the community certainly comes around in, in spades oftentimes because you're not looking to do it to grow the business. You're looking to help someone. But what happens is a side effect of that is that growth occurs naturally because when that architect three years from now gets on a project that they need someone who's got way more experience, guess who gets that project? Guess who, guess who gets that call? It's, it's a long-term play. It's not a short-term play. And, and if you go into it with zero expectations of getting anything in return, that is the absolute best approach. Because when you do that, you're always delighted when something good happens.
2: But what did you think? I mean, because there's always, I like Sarah Lee also feel guilty about charging people yeah. for something I enjoy doing. Yeah, I, yeah, I hear you. Tips, uh, but once it comes down to some a
3: client actually calling you up and and talking about their specific project, I think that's where it crosses the line for me. Yeah. Into this needs to be something that's a a paid service.
2: Mm. What about like at a dinner party?
3: Oh, I mean, yeah, a dinner party you could you could, I think you, that's could still you could definitely be her. helpful.
2: Yeah, because yeah. you can't really get into too much of it anyway. But sometimes there is a slippery slope. I feel like.
3: Yeah, there the is. It goes down. There is.
2: Yeah. Well, any any other takeaways about about that? I I liked when he said there's there's magic in what we do. That made me feel nice about things.
3: That that ties into the the documenting everything. The thing they was talking about right at the end there. Right. Um. About you know how can architects be better at telling our stories and still telling the stories of our clients?
4: I would literally start filming everything you do as an architect document you sitting at the draft drafting board or at the computer document client meetings on site right create little mini shows of what you do and start putting it out there don't worry about who's watching it today don't worry about the view count or the thumbs ups because those are all vanity metrics that mean nothing the metric that means the most is the one person who sees it and goes, wow, I want Chris to be my architect on that project. Holy crap. Look at the stuff he's doing. Wow. Look, I didn't even know that you could draw this. Like, this is amazing, right? You're opening their world by just sharing yours.
3: That's one thing that Gary V talks about too, is just document everything that you do and put it out there. Um, Mm. Now, so, so what Ken was saying was, document you designing and document you at film film your client meetings and film your site visits and mm-hmm. um you know that's that's all something i think that we could be doing to a certain extent i don't know how much clients would be uh open to having them se- themselves filmed and then mm-hmm. like put up on youtube like during a client meeting but
2: yeah that's um, true but you could still do you know you could do walkthroughs or other things that the if the client doesn't want to be in the in the film or like yeah
3: yeah and i'm wondering if you even if like just just kind of thinking about for that for a second if you just set up your your cell phone on record like Mm -hmm. off to the side and you're recording the conversation but you say like i'm not going to use any of the audio right you just kind of like record Mm -hmm. the 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 actions of you talking as like a b-roll and then you can do a voiceover on top of that that might be a way for you to do that yeah that's a good
2: idea i like that idea what if you could like cry after a Zoom meeting? Should you include that in- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, or is that just me? Okay. Maybe that's just me.
3: Showing um, the behind the scenes, you gotta show everything, I guess, right? So got right. show maybe like crumpling up the rolls of trace and just like pulling your hair out.
2: Yeah, or like hearing the mailman outside, so you run up to see if they gave you the check, but if you gave you get a the check yet. and not
3: get a check, no. <laughs> just more Christmas cards. Ah
2: <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, and I also um, what he said about it being a long game. I mean, I appreciate yeah. that, but it's hard to—it's just hard for me to stick with something like that, um, on in a daily habit sort of way. I forget that I'm supposed to be going on house.
3: Uh, you. Know, one of the things, though, Catherine, about building communities and the and playing the long game—I think you are doing that with your pot, You have your podcast, and you have your That's your helpline, and yeah. you have the, your clubhouse. So, I mean, yeah. it yeah. is. And you do have your Facebook group too, right? It's all, it's all yeah. sort of wrapped up and you are helping people and you are, you know, built like you said, building a community takes a long time.
2: That's true. That's so, true. I guess it's yeah. the other stuff that doesn't stick. I did, tell, I did tell Spanky after that he made me feel more like I'm not wasting. Sometimes I wonder why I spend so much time doing all these things just because I want to and I want to do them. But then I yeah. spend a lot of time not what, you know, getting paid for work. But anyway. Talking to him today made me feel better about about that.
3: Yeah, definitely. Yeah, because I think it, in the in the long run, it's going to pay off.
2: Yeah. Well, I don't know how it's going to pay off, but you never know. You never know. Right. It already
3: is paying off. Look at you, the host of. Uh,
2: yeah, look at uh, me now. Like yeah. now, I'm just alone backstage with you because I don't know why, because we, we help people, Chris. So yeah, you, yeah. Know, you do your thing, too. I mean, you do that. You don't get paid for your podcast and giving away all that information and. But it's helpful, and I think people do appreciate it. So, I think so. Why do you do it?
3: Well, um, you know the 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 reason why I started doing it is because at the time I was working for another firm, and I had this thought. Just like every other architect out there in the world who has thought about passive income, I had this thought: I was like I'm going to draw house plans and sell them. Right? Oh yeah,
2: That's a good
3: one. <laughs> yeah, it's not not a, not an original thought there. Um, but I, I had this idea once because I used to listen, to, you know, I still do I listen to a lot of Pat Flynn, and I'm like, well, maybe I can start a podcast talking about, um, home design. And then on top of that, I could sell later on down the road, I could sell the house plans. Mm-hmm. And that's why I originally started. But just as I was about to pull the trigger on starting the podcast, this is right when COVID happens, right? Mm-hmm. It was like, You know, I had bought, I got a microphone, I got everything all set up and I set up a buzzsprout account and then COVID happened. And then like a week later I recorded the first episode. Mm. Um, and then from there it just turned into just talking about, you know, talking about design construction. And then, um, I, I don't get a ton of feedback from listeners. I don't, I don't know, you know, many small podcasts that do, um, But I did get some feedback and, and that feedback, you know, made me want to do it even more because someone, you know, one or two people had reached out and said like, you know, what I said, uh, really helped them to, to tie that back into what, uh, Ken was saying or spanky or whatever he he wants us to call (laughs) him. um, there's more conversations happening now, I think, online. So we can, like you said, we can look for those conversations that are already happening and already going on. And we can get involved with them and, and provide, uh, you know, advice and expertise when, when we can.
2: You know what? I was thinking that he he put Gary Gary um advice into action and then he wrote a book about it. So if you could do that about somebody's book. Whose book would you implement and then write about your experience?
3: I'm going to say this because um, I'm reading it right now, but Simon Sinek, Start With Why. I don't know. Maybe it's just me, but a lot of times, like, you know, I'm designing a house or an addition, and maybe it's not the most glamorous project. Maybe it's like a mudroom and a garage edition or something like that. And there's no, it doesn't feel like there's a why behind it, right? It doesn't really feel like there's a purpose behind it other than helping out the family, you know, because the family might need extra space or they might need a garage, um, you know, just to put their car in the winter. Um, But other than providing that little bit of help to the family or, and providing money for, to live on, there doesn't really seem like there's a why behind it. So um I think implementing the Simon Siddick's start with why would be it would would be my choice if you have a greater purpose maybe it can lead to you know some better architecture and i think there's some people in the community that are i think really doing that like i i think of um you know james like he really seems to have a good purpose and and a good why behind what he's Hmm. doing so um i think that's inspiring
2: yeah well so what are the chances of you writing a little bit about your experience of implementing what you're learning right now
3: well, maybe I should should put that on on the books for for twenty twenty two.
2: Yeah, maybe you should. I How should document.
3: You? I should document uh, going from drawing up garage additions to you know whatever twenty twenty three is going to bring.
2: Yeah, that actually that would be really interesting to see if you did implement it. What are you doing a year from now?
3: Yeah. Okay. Maybe mm. I'll have to. I'll, I'll I'll start taking notes off to the side, and we can come back a year later and we can see if if there's okay. any if there's anything.
2: January sixth, twenty twenty three. I'll check in with you on
3: that. That will be that will be book number two, right? In the, in the Chris Novelli book empire.
2: <laughs> well, you're almost done with your first book. Yes. So. um, yeah, I don't. Well, but now that we have this book club for context and clarity, maybe I'll find one. I, I read all these books and then I don't implement the advice. Yes. Yes, made. me too.
3: Me too. Every time. Yeah. And, and I, mean, the, I, I even will try to take notes sometimes to mm-hmm. to think that that will be a way for me to implement it but no i never do yeah so i'm hoping I mean, yeah i'm I'm hoping the book club helps
2: well i, I want to read that i like simon sinek so i might might try that book out because i think if you have a why and you're uh, well at least from what he's i've heard him talk about it before that it's more of a kind of a life fulfillment sort of yeah situation
3: yep now i've seen his ted talks uh uh several times i've watched uh, I've watched it, and so like I kind of know the general story of the the book, and sort of the general theme. And like I talk, I, I like how he talks about Apple. Like, like any any one of these computer or technology companies could has access to the same uh, the same programmers, the same designers, the same technology and equipment. But why is Apple so much better? You know, at creating a cell phone than Samsung or whatever. So. It's because, and then he goes on to, to explain the why behind it. So that would be
2: a good one to implement, I think. Yeah. Well, back to, back to Spanky. Uh, do you have any other takeaways from today? Uh,
3: I mean, looking for ways to help is, and I, we've already talked about that, but looking for ways to help is the, is the big take takeaway for me and, and the documenting everything. Um, I think that we could all, uh, Start doing that, and then oh, actually, the one thing that we haven't mentioned yet, is, or maybe we have, is not feeling guilty about charging for our expertise. Oh
2: yeah, yeah, and, that was a good yeah. message.
3: And how he he talks about like we're we're experts that know a lot of stuff, right? That our clients don't know. The, our clients need us, right? They wouldn't be they wouldn't be hiring us if they didn't need us. So you know, uh, talk about the transformation that you're going to provide to them, and then. You know, charge for it. Yeah. Yeah. I
2: mean, I don't know. I also have a problem with charging people for things I really like to do. Yeah. I'm not sure if that's because of, I don't know. I don't know exactly why, but I know a lot of people, architects especially, struggle with that. I think it's because we do like what we do so much that it feels wrong to charge people for, I don't know. That's my, that's my, my, when I'm not filling in a good money making mindset, that's what I'm thinking. You know, but you're right. Yeah. They need us because we offer services and that they need. So, yeah. And we could be helping somebody have a better life and they could in turn help other people. And so we just could have a positive effect on
3: the world. Oh, Especially if you, if you like the people too, right. I'm working with a, with a, with a a nice couple and it's a multi-phase project and we're sort of getting into phase two and I, I just gave them a proposal for phase two, and I kind of I I might have held back a little bit um, from what I probably should have charged, just because I like working with them so much. So,
2: yeah, and they feel like friends almost. And so yeah, exactly, friends. Yeah, that's that's kind of the weird balance in architecture. I feel like because you need to get to know the people you're working with, and uh-huh. then you become kind of close-ish, but not professionally close. By I don't know. Yep. And then it's they feel like friends too. So mm-hmm. You want to help without charging them. Yep. But yeah, so that was that was good. Um, and it was kind of funny that John mentioned that it was much nicer than the feedback, <laughs> <laughs> the feedback no. he got a few weeks earlier.
3: That was funny. That was funny.
2: Well, I mean, I, I we're really lucky to have all these people to talk to who actually are com- coming on and sharing their philosophies or practices or whatever they do with us. Yeah. So it's. It's pretty great. And I was talking earlier this week about wanting to go through all of the past context and clarities and write down the the main points that people were making so that we could have a chance to implement them if we ever.
1: Well, what did you think? Did you hear something in there that you can use in your practice today? If you are so inspired by this conversation that you'd like to watch the entire Context and Clarity Live episode, head on over to the Entree Architect YouTube channel. There's a playlist there that has all of the full Context and Clarity Live episodes. And if you want more of the Context and Clarity podcast delivered to you every week, give us a thumbs up and subscribe wherever you consume podcasts. If you like content like this, check out Gable Media. It's a multimedia network for people that care about the built environment, and it's the home of context and clarity. With Gable's growing family of podcasts and video channels, I know you'll find something there that interests you. You can learn more at GableMedia.com. That's G A B L Media.com. And one last thing before you go if the topic of today's episode is of particular interest to you, join me over on Facebook today at 4 p.m. Eastern. Inside the Entree Architect Community Facebook group. That's where every weekday at 4 p.m. Eastern, I host context and clarity conversations. And we take topics like this and we dig deeper. We have a conversation in real time to try to find more clarity around the things that matter most to you. So thanks for listening. I hope our time together has inspired you to think about your community and your practice and how you can support those around you. We'll be back here again next week. And in the meantime, I hope you'll join me and the Entree Architect community on Facebook today at 4 p.m. Eastern so that we can help each other find more clarity around the topics that matter most, no matter what your context is.
4: I've mentioned it to my family, but in terms of telling people like, oh yeah, we're doing this, I'm looking for projects